we go. There we go. How are you, man? I'm good. How are you? Good. It's uh, it's been a long time since we spoke. Yeah, it's. I, I mean, uh, I just had uh, another interview, and we both noticed that we completely lose all feeling for which month it is, or even which year it is. So, yeah. if if you tell me that I uh, went into a a time hole and we are already in 2023, I would just believe it. Yeah, I've got the same feeling. Yeah, last uh, time we spoke was 2016 in Oberhausen. Okay, on the. 2016 on the Voices of Fire tour then? That's right. That was uh, yeah. the last leg of the, the Voices of Fire tour. Oh, yeah. Cool. Yeah. It uh, was next to a refrigerator. <laughs> yeah. M most of the interviews backstage are in un uncomfortable places. Yeah. It was a good talk. Yeah. Cool. Cool. So how have you been uh, dealing with the pandemic lately? Yeah, I mean, there is a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel. I mean, you, you can relate to that at your place, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Um, and yeah, of course, it, it's a tough time for, for, for all of us, but at least uh, in the music context or in the band context, we were able to use it for something good and to spend a little bit more time on recording and songwriting for a new album. So this was, this was the positive side of it, that we had a little bit more time. Mm -hmm. But apart from that, I'm really happy when that time is just over and it gets a little bit, at least a little bit back to normal. Yeah. One of the questions I always ask is about uh, the, the planned tours and right now it's all empty. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, it was also for us, um, it was the question, do we wait with the album release until we can mm -hmm. announce a tour? alongside with it but then we we felt that it's strange if you have to wait for another year and then you release an album where in the promo you don't know where the re what the recordings were like because it's already two years ago yeah. so we decided this year is just a year of album release and mm -hmm. hopefully next year will be a little bit more regular with uh with live appearances and festivals and everything yeah, it does have one uh, big advantage. Uh, last time we spoke, you said that you prefer it when the, uh, the fans have time to yeah. the songs. So I bet uh, the next uh, live event will be one big party. Yeah, that's that's true. I mean, this was special, especially the case with uh, with a concept album back then, mm -hmm. because then you have to get an idea about the complete yeah concept and lyrics mm -hmm. and stories. Um, but yeah, we, we also had... I don't know which album it was. I think the Break the Silence album where we released the album on a Friday. And on that Friday evening, we had the first show. And this was, of course, not so nice for the for the fans that were not able to um, yeah, sing along mm. with the new songs. That's always hard. Yeah. Yeah. I, I recall one uh, Metallica show where I went, uh, where I was one of the only people in the audience that heard a new single. <laughs> It's hard. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, so you you were able to to know that song because you got to listen it earlier. Yeah, I, I was yeah. only singing along. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I know the band. I know the band. Yeah. That's cool. I'm talking of Metallica uh, on a new album, um, you have um, uh, an Iron Maiden song which you cover better than Metallica. Run to the hills. <laughs> Oh yeah, thanks for that. I mean, uh, we we covered Iron Maiden twice now, and also Metallica twice. So, mm -hmm. and Manowar. So these are the the leading bands on the internal Van Canto cover competition, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are some really um, um, uh, fast-paced 
lyrics on that uh, riffs i must say <laughs> it's yeah riffs lyrics it's a bit, a bit the same for you but yeah but uh with um with run to the to the hills it's really close to the point where we have to say okay this it, it can't get much faster so yeah. don't ask us for any for any dragon forest covers i guess this would not be a good idea with Fancanto. are you already dreading that song uh, for the the life uh, set or <laughs> Yeah, we, we haven't discussed that yet, but the, the covers always make a good choice for mm -hmm. being played live, of course. I, mm -hmm. I would love to play it live, yeah. I think you must uh, get some La Masque lessons first. Yeah, most probably. Uh, um, back in 2017, uh, Sly left the band. That was uh, not, probably not long after we talked. And uh, right now he's back. So how does it feel to have him back in the mix as a special guest? Yeah, for, for me personally, uh, it doesn't feel so different because we're not only former bandmates, but we're also friends. So of course mm -hmm. we we are in close contact anyway. So it never felt that he never felt that far away for me personally. Um, and then we had um, a, a gig on Summer Breeze Festival in 2019 where mm -hmm. we had the spontaneous idea to invite him to join us on stage. This felt very very great, and so we asked him for for a guest appearance on the album. And then the pandemic came and he also had a little bit more time. And I mean, the reasons why he's not able to be a, a professional musician anymore, they haven't changed. But this doesn't mean that you, in, in a pandemic time where there's no live playing and it's just about just about finding some time in the studio, it was just a nice thing that he could join us as a guest on all songs. And mm -hmm. I also liked songwriting for three singers because it gives you even more opportunities to pick the right singer for the right uh, part and that was fun yeah you have a, a way bigger toolkit uh, with three singers exactly I really love how that played out in the one of mark song yeah yeah so uh, i mean hagen alone already has very many voices in his uh, mm -hmm. in his register so to say from very low to very high mm -hmm. um, and i think the strongest songs personally for me um, on the album are those where you uh, really can show the sweet spots of the singers, like the Amona Marth cover, or mm -hmm. if they really blend together, like in that first single of Falling Down that we released. Yeah. Um, but of course, as the songwriter, I like all the songs. It would be strange if I didn't. Yeah, I saw that um, the uh, Falling Down one uh, you uh, dedicated to Robert Nauman. Yeah. Um, did he pass away? Yes, well, yes. He, he was the very close friends in school days and uh, also the one in the Vancanto history who did the uh, cuts of all videos until mm -hmm. then. So of course we we felt that a video is actually the right point where we uh, can dedicate some of our work to to him. Yeah, that's a nice dedication. I tried to look it up on uh, online because I saw the dedication and all I saw was Vancanto video, Vancanto video, Vancanto video. Okay. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's always sad, losing someone. Yeah. 15 years of band history, that's a lot, man. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's really, it's really uh, interesting because I think more of the albums than of the years. Mm -hmm. And um, for me, it, it really feels like we had eight different Van Cantos, so to say, because with every album there was a new 
era that was also meaning festivals or tours and then with every album you start something new mm -hmm. so i rather think in albums than in years and that's why also we have not put anything special on the album making it a 15 year album or something like that it's more the eighth album and it's just to the power of eight yeah i really like how over the years uh, there's a, a whole how do you call it uh, a lot of different styles in your music. Uh, we already discussed that last time that there was the fantasy element with the book. Yeah. Uh, and you said it's not about metal or fantasy. How do you feel about uh, the sound of the bands? Uh, what's, is it still metal? Is it something else? Yeah, I, I, I think uh, it is still metal because if, if I think of the inspirations that we use for songwriting, they still mainly come from the same sources, uh, mm -hmm. mainly from all the bands that we somehow knew and loved in our teenager days. I think that's just the way it is, because this is the time where you really, where, where you see things or hear things for the first time. It has a bigger impression than with early 40s. You just listen to another metal album. Uh, so I think it's it's still metal, at least from the inspirational side. And for those who define metal uh, coming with an instrumentation, we have never been metal, of course, because mm -hmm. we have no guitars. And for those who rather define it from a sound or from a songwriting style or also from an attitude to do something that people mm -hmm. do not expect from you and to have a rebellion part in your soul that you express through music, I think we are very much more metal than many metal bands around. I think anyone who uh, says you're not metal enough hasn't seen you play live. <laughs> yeah, that's good that you are saying that. If mm. I uh, told that, it would have perhaps not have this power, but coming from you, I just oh, yeah. agree. If you play somewhere, I will be there. It's, it's always fun. <laughs> cool. Thank you. One of the things that uh, surprised me was uh, your uh, previous album, uh, the, uh, the intro. It sounded so completely different to me. Uh, the, the, you mean the opening song of the last album? or, yeah, or the... that's the one. Uh, the Trusting Rust album. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, Trusting Rust has, has many uh, new components to it, not only because of the lineup change, mm -hmm. uh, but we also decided to, um, to distribute the songwriting between the different musicians, and mm -hmm. the opener was just also written by just a complete different musician with Bastian. Mm -hmm. So that's already a difference. And for me, it feels a little bit like a second debut because we really had to get to know each other new again in that new lineup. We had to tour together to know what's, what works best for which part works best. Mm -hmm. And um, you, you can do all these things when you are a new band. You can just try out things until you release your first album. But if you're already an established band, you have to do it with a regular album. Mm -hmm. um, so I still love um, three or four songs on the album. I really love and listen to them very often. And I think from the other songs, I also think that they are okay because they had an impact on how we wrote the eighth album now. But I can also understand fans that are irritated by the by Trust in Rust on some songwriting parts because it's just mm -hmm. so unusual for Mancanto. I can totally get that. It was totally different, but I uh, I dug it. It's um, it's fresh, and I can see how that uh, in some way um, uh, how do you call it? It gave you the power to write this new album. Exactly. That, that's all, always the case. You can never tell with one song that you're writing, you actually are preparing the next song that you even don't know of yet. So it's 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 always a a, a journey. And for Van Canto, I think we, we talked about that also in um, back then, if I remember correctly, is that it for us feels not so natural to just repeat ourselves. So we need some new um, topic for a new album 
And of course, the, the Voices of Fire was easy because it was a concept album with, with choirs and a story behind it. Uh, for Trust in Rust, it was that let's recreate the debut feeling for that. And for this current album, it's the, the mixture or the, the setup with three lead singers. So we need, we need something new in the surrounding to be really creative. What would you say are the, uh, the biggest additions that the new lineup gave Van Kanto? Yeah, from uh, addition is, is a good thing because all of these all of these elements have been there before. I think it's really the combination to to be able to pick the to pick a part and dedicate it to a singer that just sings it best because it's his sweet spot mm -hmm. and nobody has to has to um, replace something that's missing in the sound or something. Every mm -hmm. everybody can can sing in the most strong uh, environment. I think that's the that's the biggest thing for me as a songwriter on this album. Yeah. I really love the addition of the growls. That uh, adds a lot for me. Yeah. Yeah, but that, that's again. I mean, you you are obviously very open minded, and you also see change as something good. Mm -hmm. um, I think we got very great responses on on raise your horns, but also some people that said, "Oh no, I, I never expected this singing style in Van Canto, and please make more melodic songs." And I think it's okay if you have twelve songs on an album and there's one song that you personally would skip because it just doesn't meet your personal taste. It's fine. You have eleven songs to go, and all good. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, there's been a long uh, gap. Uh, on your website uh, between uh, the, the last post uh, and the, the first post about the new album. Mm -hmm. um, how did it feel to be that long without any interaction with music? Uh... Yeah, I think we're a little bit old fashioned in that direction because um, we think we have something to tell when we have something to tell, like a new album or mm -hmm. a tour coming. And if there's nothing happening, then we are not the ones that engage like on a weekly base and post private pictures from our cat uh, jumping on the sofa. Um, but perhaps if we formed Van Canto this year and not 15 years ago, we would never make it that far because you have to be that interactive with your fans on a daily base. And I even had an interview with, with different... Um, different musicians like a like a digital meeting or something like that um, where somebody said these days they, they are just building a social media presence and if they are present enough then they decide which music they give their people and I thought it's the wrong direction so it would be better to decide for the music you want to make then make it and then try to find people who want to listen to it and he was very irritated like how I could say that and it's I think I was marked as the arrogant one uh, not seeing how life is working these days and it, obviously it's true I'm, I'm not I don't know how these things work these days and that's the reason for the gap we, we are not the best in we are no influencers we are musicians so we make music mm -hmm. we re record an album we release it and then we're happy to do these interviews and after that the next band comes around and does uh, an album that's the way it is yeah you're in it for the love of music and that's a good thing yeah yeah you have some amazing cover art this time around by the way i uh, i really enjoyed that one yeah, cool. Yeah, also something that we change with quite every album. But the uh, artist from this one, Stefan Heilemann, is the same who did the Dawn of the Brave album back in mm -hmm. 2014. So at least a cover artist that we worked together for the second time. Yep, thanks. Mm -hmm. Is there some uh, uh, hidden symbolism in there? Uh, yeah, the girl pulling a ship or is it just a pretty picture? <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, it's to the power of eight. So we wanted to have something powerful. Um, we wanted to um, extend the, the rust feeling from trust in rust. And that's why we put it in an industry harbor scene. So it's still rusty, but also having this, this water to it. Then we have... Uh, uh, a ship we have the power we have uh, the eight in the the eight knot in the in the rope but for us um, all these for example artworks or also uh, song titles they are not that meaningful we have no we are not a political band that has to mm -hmm. uh, present a specific message for us the message is really in the songs so we just need a, a pretty cover to look at that if you really have that vinyl edition in front of you and you have uh, 50 minutes time that you just dedicate to listening to music, then you should have a nice artwork that you can look at for the complete 50 minutes. That's yeah. the idea. So it's not you're pulling the new Germany. And... <laughs> no, no. I'm, I'm sorry that there's no deeper meaning behind that. No. But uh, of course, if you if you see something in it, feel free to see that. But it's not what we intended. Uh, I did miss uh, the eight knots. Uh, that's a nice touch. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, let me have a look here. If I have some more questions, this is uh, the the first episode in uh, in our podcast, and um, uh, we've had a, a bit of um, a hiatus as well with Nepal Loves mm -hmm. due to pandemic and some other reasons. And, yeah. Uh, you're, you're the first guest, so it's very wow. nice to have you. <laughs> Thanks for having me. That's an honor. Yeah. And will yeah. it be on a, on a weekly basis or what's the idea? It's not certain yet. Uh, okay. I just saw uh, you guys in my inbox. And I was like, mm -hmm. that's the first. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Wow. Thanks. <laughs> Great. Yeah. We had a real nice talk last time. So uh, I thought let's kick it off with, uh, with something good. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I enjoy it, uh, especially if um, if the interviewer relates to the music itself. I mean, mm -hmm. there's also a lot of professionalism in the interview space. So you can, mm -hmm. of course, also interview a band that you even don't know what they're doing. Then you read the band info. But personally, of course, I really enjoy these kind of interviews where there's mm -hmm. a relation to the to the band and to the to the people behind it. I will always like if it's uh, a bit organic as well. So I said this will be unscripted. Yeah, that's <laughs> I have good. some notes, but we're not scripting it, and yeah. we're not cutting it either. Yeah, that's <laughs> good. That's good. We we hadn't so much uh, take out moments anyway, so yeah. we have to we have to work on that. Oh, one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how did you uh, prepare for this album? Um, I imagine that it would be harder to come together in this uh, in this time uh, yeah. because of the online sessions like this. Yeah, so getting together was really the hard part. I mean, we were um, we 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 were lucky in the times of recording the drums because pandemic took a small break in August last mm -hmm. year, August yeah. end of August. So we were actually able to enter another studio for drum recordings because drums is the only thing that I cannot record in my own studio. And then for the for the voices, um, it was comparable to the other productions because we um, we record one singer at a time. But the mm -hmm. difference was that there was no band time, like getting together and motivating each other when singing. So the first time that we actually met after our last show in 2019 was in February 2021 when we recorded the videos. Mm -hmm. So this was the first time in Vancanto's history where we did not get together. We tried some Zoom meetings, but it did not feel so so great. I mean, it's if if you have to do Zoom meetings on your day job, uh, perhaps due to the pandemic, then 
at least with the people that you know really close, you want to have mm -hmm. real meetings. So we yeah. skip that uh, digital meeting part mm -hmm. and are happy to, to come together when it's finally allowed on a festival backstage. I usually call my, uh, my Zoom meetings the Muppet Show. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, the reason why I have. Ah, nice. <laughs> yeah. yeah but I can but, imagine but... that it's hard. Uh, uh, if, you, uh, need to, uh, uh, if you need to record something like an album that's all based on interacting with each other, to do that online. Yeah, I mean, we, we were allowed to invite single a single person into our studio. So mm -hmm. the, the recordings were, we also did some remote recordings, but most of the recordings were still in real life, but only one singer at a time, of course. Um, I, I think with Van Canto, uh, it's, it was not so hard. There are bands that where all members live in the same village and they rehearse like every Wednesday. Of course, they, they really have a, a hard time, but we are spread all over Germany or even Europe with Ross living in Vienna anyway. So we were used to organizing our get togethers. So this was not the hardest part. Uh, what's next? For the bands, uh, do you have any plans already for uh, festival seasons or performances? Yeah, it doesn't make so much sense uh, if we have plans because these plans would still have to meet reality, I guess. Um, so current situation is that the festivals we were booked for 2020 and which have been postponed to 21 are now postponed to 22. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, as I said before, we decided to... to um, publish the album as an album and not in relation to an already announced tour mm -hmm. um, and most um, if I had to take a guess I think most probably it will happen that the first live appearances with Van Canto will be on festivals next summer mm -hmm. and everything that has to be planned in more detail like a complete tour or anything would follow after that I don't want to make too many plans that have to be cancelled or postponed or mm -hmm. replanned on a weekly basis. that's not yeah. what I like I'm already watching my inbox and the first festival announcements already dribble in and the first cautious uh, show announcements. So. Yeah, I, I think um, for late summer, there's some chance for live appearance, but, but still most of these festivals would then use the lineup that they announced for last, last year. Mm -hmm. So I do not expect any spontaneous appearance on... Oh, we just need another headliner. Vancanto, can you come? I mean, it would be great, but I don't expect that. <laughs> for all the, the promoters out there, book these guys. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's about uh, all the questions I have right now. Is there anything you would like to talk about? Oh, yeah. Basically, it's it's always fascinating for not only for me, but for all of the band members doing interviews that there's interest in the band, of course, and... This is also something that still feels very fresh after 15 years. If you uh, create new music and you present it to the world and then you get reactions from people really waiting for it or listening to it or doing mm -hmm. interviews on a professional level. Um, I mean, all this is great um, response. And mm -hmm. especially in times where you do not have personal interaction, this mm -hmm. really helps a lot to keep faith in in music and in, in metal especially so this is my my takeaway from such a great interview uh, that it's great to have somebody who's interested in what we're doing thank you for that it's uh, always nice to talk to you man and uh, i'm sure that uh, when, you, when your next album comes around i'll drop you a line again <laughs> yeah and then we will uh, again sit next to a refrigerator instead of having zoom calls exactly or somewhere backstage <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
exactly right. cool thanks for your time and um, uh, enjoy your evening same for you thanks cheers bye-bye bye-bye